Hey guys, welcome to the Improvement Podcast, where the mission is to help young men develop their character, identity, and mindset in order to activate their potential and achieve their goals in life. And so today we have on another special guest. His name is Jordan Green. He is a popular YouTuber in the young men's personal development space. Welcome to the show, Jordan. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I appreciate you coming on to the show, man. And so for those that might not be familiar with your content or what you do, could you tell them a little bit about yourself? Um, just like you said, I'm in the men's self-improvement space. Anything that can make people better, I make it my mission to put that out into the world. Okay. And I respect that. And so one question I have for you to kind of follow up on that is when would you say you made that shift from maybe just living for yourself and doing what was in your best interest to working towards helping others? You know, I think it's not even a shift that I made. I just realized that the correlation, there's a direct correlation between the value that you provide to others and your personal well-being. And once you realize that, it's like you want to keep feeding the machine because everybody wins, everybody eats. So I never really shifted from like looking out for myself. It's just I want to help other people as well. Okay. And so when would you say you started to kind of make that shift? Was there like a catalyst? Was there a certain event that sparked it? Or was it just like you kind of started to move towards that once you like move further along your personal development story? Like how, how did it happen? Um, so like, when did I start getting into the self-development space? Or I guess to, to rephrase the question, when would you say you started to make it a focus to offer value to others? I would say around quarantine, around quarantine 2020. Um, that was a point in my life where I was just going through a lot, just mentally, spiritually, emotionally. And I got into self-development. And as I started getting into self-development, because I was already creating content, but as I got into self-development, my focus shifted so drastically that that's all I could really think to make content about. Okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. And so what was it about your personal situation that made personal development resonate with you to the point to where you felt like that was the value you needed to offer to those people that were looking for it? If I'm being honest, it started off with heartbreak, which I think a lot of guys could resonate with that. Probably. Um, just, yeah. Yeah. Just getting my heart broken for the first time. You know, that feeling of inadequacy that you have afterwards, feeling like I wasn't good enough. And I need to elevate my game so that that never happens again. But then it's like, it went from that to just me genuinely being in love with seeing myself grow and helping other people do the same thing. And it just, you know, it, they, they both feed into each other and, you know, it could just keep going on and on and on. It never gets tiring. Interesting how that works, huh? Because like you said, a lot of guys can resonate with that, but also, I would say that there may be some guys that had other experiences that were kind of similar, or maybe it wasn't necessarily something with a woman, but some area where they felt like some sort of in, inadequacy and doing personal development helped them to not only feel that, but to develop a, a healthier mindset with that. And one thing I'll say about the thing with women and probably feeling inadequate with that is that I would assume that with you doing all your personal development now, it got to a point to where that probably wouldn't happen again because what I would think at least, and from my situation, when I felt inadequate for in different ways where I was lacking is the reason why I was because I was basing a lot of my self-worth and my identity, who I was as a person 
on external things like maybe the approval of other people or maybe the approval of women. And so the thing is, for at least from what I've noticed, is that whenever you start to develop a stronger internal identity, of course, that type of stuff still sucks, but it's not going to be something that just completely throws you off off your frame of mind like it would before, because it's not something that you're tying your worth into. Is that something that you would agree with? 100%. I think that once you have a strong self-perception, you just know better. Like, you know not to put yourself in certain situations. Like, some of the things that I went through in the past, I wouldn't even find myself in those situations to begin with, because I I demand more from a potential partner. Like, I, I know my worth. And I have standards that match that word. This is great. I like that you just brought that up about like certain standards that you have for a partner, because one thing that I've noticed and I even suffer from as well in the past is that it seems like a lot of guys don't really pay a lot of attention to or give a lot of thought to what exactly it is they want from the women that they bring into their life. It's almost as if just having like the presence of a woman is good enough. It seems like a lot of guys don't actually look and say, okay, these are the areas where I'm lacking or things that I might desire from a partner. Let me find a partner that fits that mold. Is that something that you would agree with? Yeah, I feel like a lot of guys definitely struggle with that. And I'm not going to lie. It's something that I never really understood because like I, I get like being lonely because, you know, I'm human, but I guess I'm a little bit different in the sense that I started dating at such a late age that I learned to be comfortable by myself. I enjoy my own company. And so when I finally did get into a relationship for the first time, it was like, you know, I I was still, I still had that mindset of, okay, I'm good with or without that relationship. And, you know, when the relationship ended, I was still good. I was still good because it's nice to have a female's presence in your life, but it's not necessary in my opinion. I feel like I'm, I'm balanced enough as a person to where I don't need somebody else to come in and balance me out. That makes sense. Yeah, definitely makes sense. And so to kind of follow that up, I would ask, what would you say were some of those things that you avoided uh, when it, in your relationship when it came to uh, like different mistakes you might make due to the fact that you were comfortable being alone? What are some of the areas where you see a lot of guys slipping up that you might talk to like in your consultations that you didn't struggle with because you had that ability to be able to be alone. I think that guys, and this is something that like in the past I struggled with for sure, which is how I ended up getting my heart broken for the first time. But when you're not comfortable being alone, you'll put up with things that you know you deserve better than. So let's say somebody is not giving you the energy that you know you deserve. They're not reciprocating your energy back to you you'll be willing to put up with that because you're afraid of losing them. And the way that I like to phrase it is you're not in love, you're in fear. You're only with that person because you're scared of losing them and being by yourself because a lot of people, man, they they don't really like themselves or they don't know themselves very well. And they're afraid of facing themselves. Like a lot of people, they can't spend 30 minutes by themselves without any type of external stimulation. And When you start to make a habit out of doing that and you get comfortable in that setting, in that environment, you learn so much about yourself and you build such a a strong connection with yourself that nobody outside of you can ever have a stronger connection than the one that you have with yourself. That's great. I like that. 
get so comfortable with yourself that you don't feel like you need somebody else to to complete you, if that makes sense. And that's that's at least how I kind of interpreted it. And something I would ask to follow that up is in your experience, what are some things that guys can do to help them to be able to develop that skill, to be able to be alone and to be able to be comfortable with themselves? What are some things that they could practice? Um, You just have to stop running from it. You have to stop running from it because at the end of the day, like you could find the perfect partner tomorrow, but even if you get married and everything like that, it's not guaranteed that you'll spend the rest of your lives together. One of you has to die eventually. So it's like, what happens then? You know, your partner is not always going to be there. Hopefully, like you should have space between you. So to me, it's just a matter of embracing it when it's there, that alone time. And me, I've been consciously going out and getting out into nature, getting away from my phone and just spending time by myself. Okay. And so just to recap, the things you recommended they do to get used to being alone and getting comfortable in their skin and learning about themselves is doing things that like going out into nature, of course, leaving the phone behind to get rid of that cheap stimulation, that distraction. Uh, Would you recommend like meditation and mindfulness practices, those sort of things too? Definitely. Meditation, journaling, that's a very big one. Getting off of social media. Like there's a lot of ways that people, not even just guys, but people in general, they simulate the feeling of having somebody with them, even though they're alone. And that's probably the worst headspace to be in. Because once you turn that phone off and you realize that there's nobody around you, all of a sudden, you know, that's where depression sets in and people just lose themselves. Okay. And so I think this is a very unique perspective that you're bringing into this because I don't think this is something that a lot of people talk about, you know, especially, I don't know if you listen to other content creators, they're kind of, I guess, what's called the, the manosphere, but it seems like a lot of the focus is really on things that aren't, how do I put this? seems like a lot of focus isn't on things that are like mental, kind of like what you're talking about now, like with the mindfulness, it seems as though a whole bunch of the focus is on like the external, you know, of course, and that's not necessarily bad, you know, like being fit, that's something that definitely can affect your mental, but that's still, I would say an external thing. So like going to the gym, uh, getting your money up, uh, dating tips and all that, you know, all that stuff is great. But I think something that's not touched on enough. I think something that's underdeveloped in the men's personal development community is that mental stuff that you're talking about. Of course, they do have guys that talk about it. Like I can see from your channel, you do, but I feel like if more talked about it and kind of put that at the forefront, it would uh, lead to a lot better results with a lot of young men, because I feel like once you develop that internal stuff, a lot of the um, external results kind of come from that because you attract it just from that new energy that you have from doing the inner work. 100%. And that's, you know, I want to change the game. And I want to encourage men, because I feel like a lot of men, they're just uncomfortable with facing their emotions, Mm -hmm. and facing their, you know, their their inner darkest shadows. And I want to encourage men to look within and do the inner work. Because when you do that, like you said, everything else takes care of itself. Like the money, it just starts to flow in because Once you get to know yourself very well, you know more about yourself and the value that you can provide. And from there, I mean, the money comes in and, you know, 
everything else, everything else that you could think of, it just starts to flow your way. Right. Because you kind of get into that positive mindset. And then especially when you start to see who you actually are, when you start to see just how much value you offer to the people around you from doing that personal development, that positivity kind of carries into everything else, like with that optimism and, you know, just what opportunities that people will give you just from seeing the type of energy that you have and liking to be around you. Like you said, it kind of just manifest in, in everything. 100%. Yeah, definitely. And so you talked about the emotional aspect of, of all of it with young men, like, or not really just young men, but just men in general, where that seems to be something that they, um, that's tough for them to access. And so would you say that's like a, a societal thing? Or do you think it's like, when I say societal, I mean, like Western, or do you think it's all across the world? Or like, just how big of a spread issue do you think this is? I think it, it's a worldwide issue. Um, I was actually just watching a video yesterday from Jordan Peterson. Mm-hmm. And he was basically explaining the difference between men and women. He said that women strive for wholeness and men strive for perfection just in terms of their craft. And it got me thinking about why that is. And the conclusion that I came to was that women process, and this is a very big generalization. There's obviously exceptions to these rules, but women process their emotions, men channel their emotions just in general. So like, for example, like when I got my heart broken, I put all of that energy into self-development. Like I channeled it into my YouTube channel. I channeled it into me going to the gym, reading books, writing. And I used that energy to build myself up. But it took me a while to become comfortable with processing my emotions, which is to just sit there and feel the way that I feel and just embrace it and surrender. And I feel like, you know, maybe it's because of the way that we're wired, but I do feel like there needs to be a certain level of balance. Like in order to properly channel your emotions, you have to learn how to process them first. And that's something that I always say is you have to have emotional intelligence before you can be stoic. Because if you want to master something, you have to practice it. It's just like any other skill. So if you want emotional mastery, you have to practice your emotions, which means you have to process your emotions. But a lot of men, they're afraid of the way that other people will perceive them for being emotional. But that, I mean, once you get past that, though, once you realize that people don't really care, the only people that care about that are people who are projecting their insecurities. And, you know, once you get, you transcend that, that fear, you open up a whole new gateway of power where you can, you can take that emotion and you can put it towards whatever you want. You can transmute it. And you can basically get anything you want in life. I think you made a great point. And if you could share that link to that Jordan Peterson video with me afterwards, I would appreciate sure. that. But I think you definitely did touch on some, some, some uh, important and interesting topics when you just talked about that. And so the first thing you mentioned where you talked about how men channel their emotions and women, you know, look for, for wholeness, how they are able to process their emotions in a way you could say that there are some pros to that because Due to the fact that we do have an inclination to channel our emotions, it leads to us getting a lot of stuff done. And, you know, just depending on how you look at at things, I know Jordan Peterson kind of talks about a lot of this stuff too, like the role of a man and everything. But in a way, due to the fact that 
generalizing anyway, we're supposed to be purpose driven. It helps. But at the same time, when you don't have that awareness of that's how your brain works and when you don't have that ability to be able to process, it can make it to where that drive and that motivation can remain unhealthy for long terms. And it can also cause other problems in your life, especially whenever you can't process those emotions to get past it. And to touch on something else you said about a lot of men not being comfortable and not liking how people perceive them. I definitely agree with that because part of that social thing that we were talking about earlier is how it's almost as if men and even women see it as though men aren't really allowed to have some certain emotions or express them. And so as a result, I feel like a lot of men kind of get into this mode to where they try and pretend that they might not have these feelings and emotions. And the thing is, it creates more frustration whenever they obviously see themselves experiencing them, but they know that they're not supposed to. It makes men feel weak and it makes them feel like they're not in control of themselves. But really, I feel like if a lot more young men, kind of like you're saying, had the healthy ability to be able to process their emotions and knew they did, that they didn't have to be Superman, I think it make it to where a lot of men process their emotions in a more healthy way and were able to you know, not have that as something that they tie into their identity, thinking that they're weak, thinking that it's something that's that's not normal. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think that, like I said, I, I just want to help men understand that. And I know that there there is resistance against that because it's just conditioning. A lot of men have just been conditioned to believe that we're not supposed to experience emotions like that. But the thing is, and you, you said you said it very well, it's like when you don't give yourself the chance to process those emotions, it builds more frustration up within you, creates more resistance. And the reason why is because thoughts, feelings, emotions, beliefs are all temporary unless you hold on to them. And when you suppress it, you're holding on to it. That's why a lot of men, they harbor trauma much longer than women do. And I don't want to just call out a movement, but I think the red pill movement can be a very good example of that. Not so much the movement itself, but a lot of the people who follow it, a lot of the figureheads, those popular guys that make content. Yeah, exactly. You can, you can tell that there's, you know, they, they have a lot of resentment towards women and it's not healthy. It's not healthy at all, but instead of processing their emotions, they hide, they hide behind their resentment, but I don't, Personally, I don't think it's sustainable. I, I learned that the hard way. I realized that I can't hide behind resentment. I can't be cold for the rest of my life because I want to have an enriching experience while I'm here. And emotions are a part of that. They, they give life its color. And obviously there's a balance to be attained, but that's where emotional intelligence comes in. You have to have enough emotional intelligence to be able to pick and choose when you're going to embrace your emotions. Hey, I agree. And I think something that would help with a lot of these guys that kind of get into that mode of feeling like they need to be hard or cold is if more people really understood the cons that can come from not having that emotional, I guess, maturity, that emotional development. And so I guess for those guys that are, that are red pill guys, part is really won't make a difference for them. But for those that look to get married or have girlfriends and be in relationships, getting into that mode to where you can't really access your emotions, where you're not comfortable with them. It makes it to where it's hard for your, I guess, relationships like that with a woman to be able to progress and truly get to a point to where you have a connection with that person. And then even jumping out of 
just relationships with women. If you just want to talk about relationships with your friends, with your, with your guy friends and all that, the thing is you can only, you can only develop, I guess, so much of like a connection or so much trust with the person. If you feel like you can't be your authentic self with them and express different things to them like that. And then the thing about it is that due to the fact that none of us are Superman, we can't do it all alone. If you don't have that type of relationship with your guy friends to where you feel like you can speak to them about these different things and kind of talk through issues that you're having or issues that they're having, it kind of gets to the point to where you really only have friends for entertainment or for business. You never do really have like true, genuine friendships to where you just enjoy that person's presence or you enjoy that person's energy or that person's offering something to you that's outside of something tangible like something that, that can be seen like business success or something like that yeah 100 percent. and i think it all comes back to insecurity just you know men and in the same way that women and men process their emotions differently i would say that they're equally insecure in general it's just that they they project it in different ways you know because men try and do it in such a way that's less it's more inconspicuous like it, they, they hide behind the they they hide behind certain illusions that they create for themselves like a mask you could say exactly like a mask and it presents itself in all of these different ways like i said with red pill you know a lot of men they have these insecurities about their emotions about the feelings that they feel about the things that have happened to them and instead of confronting it because they're afraid of how others will perceive them for doing that they hide or they can form, they can form with all of the rest of the people who are afraid to face their emotions. And a lot of these guys, they don't really need to be watching these videos. They need to be seeking therapy. You know, Probably, and that's something yeah. that I advocate for. Yeah, like a lot of these guys, they should seek therapy and actually get to the root cause of these issues. And, you know, I think that society, I mean, with, with men, if we're going by like the traditional idea that men are the builders of society, if men learn to build themselves up properly, how much further can we get as a society? These are the questions that I think we should be asking ourselves moving forward. That's a great point. That's a great point. We should try and look internally instead of always trying to fix something else. Because once you reach that level of self-mastery, then that's when you have, when you've reached your full potential to be able to offer the best value externally, I would say. And another thing I'd like to ask for you to explain to the audience a little bit, for those that might not be familiar with the red pill movement or what we're talking about, the ones that might be thinking we're talking about the political stuff like QAnon or like the people that stormed the Capitol. Could you explain to them what like red pill in, in the manosphere is? Okay, I'm going to try to give an unbiased, just objective I know it's definition. kind of tough, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because there's so many different ways. So the way that I see it or what it's meant to be anyways is waking up to the idea, and I guess this is, this is my own personal definition. This is what it should be, in my opinion. And then I'll give you the definition of what it really, how people perceive like it. become or? Yeah, now if, okay. if you've ever watched The Matrix, then you would know that this definition definitely more accurately represents what it was meant to be. But to me, the red pill is about manifestation. It's the understanding that you create your own reality. And through that, you'll realize that in the past, with women, with anything, you created any failures, any heartbreaks that you went through. 
And you have the power to change that by first changing yourself. And to me, that's what it's all about, is about shifting your focus from outside to within, building yourself up, filling your own cup. But I think that a lot of men, they kind of look over that fact or they look over that idea and instead they think of it as women are bad. Women are out to get you. They, they only want what's best for them. They don't really care about you. They're incapable of love. Just ideals like that. And those are obviously extreme examples, but just to give a general idea, most men, I'm, I'm not gonna say most men, but a lot of men, they make it all about women, which to me is completely, not completely irrelevant, but is largely irrelevant given the scope of what the red pill is meant to be. You know, your perspective on that is very interesting and it makes sense because anyone has watched a movie, like you said, that really is the way it should kind of be looked at. And so when you talked about how, um, what it should be anyway, is like people being able to look internally and see how their different actions they take and the person they develop into is going to directly shape the way their interactions go with women. I think that that's the healthiest way to look at it. I think that's like you said, what it, what it should be, because if you think about it fundamentally for the ones that at least preach the positive stuff and are on the personal development side, as opposed to like the, what they say, like the female nature side is what they talk about is personal accountability, doing things that will help you to be able to get those results organically, as opposed to, you know, like pickup artist stuff or anything like that to where like you're doing a tricks and being dishonest. It actually talks about developing yourself into that person that can get the results that you're looking for, whether it's just to get a lot of female attention or just get a girlfriend or, you know, just have success in life in general, just that type of stuff. And so I think that's a, a great point that you just brought up. Definitely. And, you know, I think that's another big difference between me and a lot of guys in the manosphere is, like you said, they tend to focus more on the external things which I understand why they do that because that's what people click on. It's the most visible. I've, yeah. I've, yeah. I've tried and tested this all. Most of my most viewed videos are workout videos and dating advice and things like that. So I definitely understand that. And I understand why people would want to watch that too. But I think the biggest realization that I've made, especially in just the past year is that once you get the inside, you like once you, once you truly understand yourself, and you build yourself up, everything happens naturally. Like I was able to manifest so many amazing things in my life. I was able to manifest a relationship, like a healthy relationship. Um, I was able to manifest, right now I'm at like what, 87,000 subscribers, but I, I was able to manifest being monetized, going full-time on YouTube. I was able to manifest my own apartment, just all of these different things because I worked on the inside first. I stopped running. I stopped running and I looked within, I shined, I shone light on all of my shadows. And I mean, from there, it was just, I don't want to say easy, but everything I just asked and I received. Hey, it shows, man, you know, just from seeing the success that you've had so far. And just from what you were telling me when we first hopped on, before we started the interview, what's been going on in your life, it definitely shows how you're doing the, all that internal work and not taking any shortcuts because you see the results that you're getting and not all people that make this type of content can say the same thing because I don't know what your opinions are on some, I guess, somewhat recent things that have been going on with some popular content creators, but 
it kind of gets to a point to where eventually people will expose themselves. So you can see they're not doing that internal work just based on, you know, what comes out eventually because you reap what you sow. And whenever you keep taking shortcuts, uh, eventually it's going to catch up to you. A lot of people, you know, probably have heard of the stuff that was going on with, uh, well, I guess I, I shouldn't say names or anything because I guess that could bring negativity, but uh, people within the community have gotten exposed because they're taking shortcuts and putting on a facade when really if you're not doing that inner work like what you're just saying, you're not going to get the results like what, what they talk about. And people saw how that was the case. Exactly. And that's something that, you know, it, I kind of had to learn this for myself as well, that nothing outside of you can really bring you true fulfillment. True fulfillment has to come from within. It comes from developing a deeper understanding and a deeper acceptance of self. And I think some guys like me, they have to learn it for themselves. They have to go out there and achieve the success, get the, the money and the, the women and the cars and all of that, just to realize that it doesn't actually change anything because your mind, your mind adapts to it. Once, once your mind adapts to it, you're basically at that same level in terms of your happiness, but there's still something missing. There's still that emptiness, that void, which it can be good in terms of your productivity because you're always trying to fill it. So you're always hustling, but it's not good for your peace of mind and your spiritual health, in my opinion. Yeah, I can definitely see what you're saying. And I had a, um, I guess you could say a similar experience. And that was part of what led to me doing the podcast because a lot of my uh, drivers for why I was doing what I did back then when it came to going to college, getting my degree, getting a good job coming out was because of um, external drivers wanting to get external things like make more money, get a better car uh, status. Uh, that's that sort of thing. But once I got to that level of success that I've been working towards for that whole time, you know, getting my degree and going to all these years of school, you know, middle school, elementary school, high school and all that. Once I finally got to what I thought was the main goal is like, wow, this really isn't as great as I thought it was. And so that really, I would say that was when I started to take the biggest turn in my personal development because I really started to get the fulfillment whenever I started to focus on what was actually important, developing myself to be the best person I could be. And then also was really gaining a lot of fulfillment, kind of like the story that you told too about your yourself with um, finding ways to help others. Exactly. And to me, that's just growing and helping other people grow. That's what I've essentially dedicated my life to at this point, because that's what brings true fulfillment. Like that's, I don't really know having how to put a purpose, it. right? The purpose brings yeah, fulfillment. Exactly. And the just purpose having, that's like, having I guess, a strong sense of purpose and living by it and truly dedicating yourself to it and making sure that like, because I, I read a quote a while back that said, it's not lonely at the top if you take other people with you. And that really resonated with me as a self-help content creator. I realized like, yeah, that, that's the goal. Like I want to bring as many of these people with me as I possibly can. Like, I want these people to go out and chase their dreams too. And you know, that, that's just to see like the emails and stuff of people saying, Hey, like you changed my life. You genuinely changed my life. It's surreal. It's a very surreal feeling, but it never gets old. It never gets old seeing those types of emails. And also just looking back 
at how far I've come going back and watching my old videos and seeing where I was at that time, thinking back to where I was mentally, maybe some of the doubts that I had about myself and then seeing where I'm at now, that just motivates me. And it also motivates other people at the same time. And it just keeps going. It's a cycle. Right. The great thing about it is that with that sort of purpose, where it's not something that can be like defined, you know, like a certain number or like a certain number of years or something like that, due to the fact that it's a purpose that you can keep on pursuing, it's almost as if you can't really get tired of it. Because one thing I'll say is that when your purpose is like a, a defined goal, like, oh, I need to make, let's say a million dollars a year, or uh, your purpose is to get this many subscribers. When you get to that end point, it's kind of like, oh, well, what do I do next? But due to the fact that it's something that you can strive towards every day and it doesn't have a limit because you don't have to stop it. 87K, like what you're at now, you can just keep going and going and going. That fulfillment is just endless because it's not something that has to be capped off. Exactly. And I think that with goal setting, it's okay to set goals and strive for them as long as you understand that they're just checkpoints, not right. destinations. They're just, you know, the small, they're causes for small celebration. Just to say like, oh, you know, I hit this goal that I set for myself. And it, it's a confidence builder. It helps you learn more about yourself and understand what you're capable of so that you can take that confidence with you as you go on to the next checkpoint. And you just keep going and you, you reward yourself you know, with um, whatever brings you pleasure or satisfaction. But ultimately, it's all about the accomplishments and just seeing yourself grow and quantifying that growth through your goals. So I guess the lesson in this is that goals aren't the same thing as purpose. Goals are checkpoints to show how far along you've gotten when it comes to developing yourself within your purpose. But a goal should never be the purpose, right? Exactly. Okay. And I think another thing that's important to kind of touch on right here is how uh, I feel like whenever a lot of people are going towards their goals and trying to achieve them, I feel like a lot of them focus too much on the goal itself and not necessarily those small processes that you have to go through to get to the goal. Because the thing is, I'm sure if you have been looking at your numbers every single day saying, oh, I'm, I'm not at, I'm not at um, 87,000. I'm not at 87,000 yet. That can kind of get you in like a, a mood or I, I guess you could say or kind of as you're focused on something that really you can't directly change. But the thing that you could change is, OK, let me see how often I'm putting out videos. Let me see how long my videos are. Let me see what topics I talk about. All things that they're like habits, little systems that you could do daily or weekly or whatever frequency you want that could all together combined make it to where you had a better chance at achieving that goal. I think that's something important that guys should think about too, where let's say if you have like a goal of making this much a year or uh, whatever else uh, might be important to that person, don't make the goal the thing you look at every day, make the little small systems or like actions that you take every day, the main focus, and just do all the ones you can think of that can eventually lead to that goal. I think that's something a lot of guys need to keep in mind. 100%. I think that um, something that would serve a lot of men listening to this or watching this is spend more time focusing on the person that you want to become than the things that you want to accomplish or the things mm -hmm. that you want to acquire. Because like, like we were talking about earlier, growth is what really brings fulfillment. 
like seeing yourself grow. It's not like, for example, getting to, let's say 50,000 subscribers. That was a nice number to hit. But the number itself doesn't mean much other than the fact that there's 50,000 people who click that button. What really brings fulfillment is the journey to the 50,000, the adversity that I had to overcome to get to 50,000, all of the, the hours, the late nights, all, all of the work that people didn't see behind the scenes, the, the, the times where I doubted myself and the times where I stayed consistent regardless. That's what brings real fulfillment is to prove that, that negative voice wrong and to prove that positive voice right. And you know, that, like, that comes from just becoming a different person, transcending your old self, shedding your old skin and stepping into who you need to become in order to manifest the life that you desire. What was that feeling like when you looked at the old you from, let's say, the first video, even before that, whenever you first started your personal development to like looking at yourself now and seeing how much has changed? What was that? What was that feeling like to see how much you developed? over what what is it how long have you been doing youtube and everything um i started self-development around may of last year mm -hmm. something like that which okay. that's about that's when i hit a thousand subscribers so for me i'm not like there's been plenty of times where i'll just think back like maybe i'm out for a, a drive and i'll just think about you know the times that I really did not think I could do it. And I'll get emotional. Like I'll, I'll get emotional. This has happened a lot of times where I just reflect on my journey and how much I've overcome all, all of the chances that I took on myself, you know, cause I bet on myself. I, um, I quit my job. I quit my job to go full-time on YouTube. And I had like 600 subscribers at the time. And it's like, I remember how scared I was like just the, the, the level of fear that I had in my heart that, this might not work out, but just the faith that I had that kept me going. Anytime I feel like I start doubting myself, I think about that Jordan. I think about the Jordan who was in that position. And to be quite frank, I'm just a much better version of him in every conceivable aspect. So for me to doubt myself now is almost ignorant because it's basically undermining how far I've come all of the progress that I've made. That's great, man. And I'm sure that that's a, a very good feeling to be able to look back and see how, you know, incrementally, how you just gotten better and better and turn into a better version of yourself and how you're seeing those results manifest and just looking at even how old problems that you had before, kind of like how you mentioned, wouldn't even be factors anymore. Of course, like with the I would say like with the content creation, all that, I haven't achieved that same level as you yet, but like, at least so like my personal development, I can definitely relate where looking back at myself when I was like a senior in high school or like a, a freshman in college around the time when I was really getting in, into like the beginning of my personal development journey, it seems like, um, like I'm light years ahead of that, that version of Kamani Randall, you could say. And so it's really something that, you know, I've, been proud of the fact that I was able to get to this point, even that I was exposed to this type of content in the first place back then to be able to make these sort of changes. Exactly. And I like how you said incremental improvements, because I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions about personal development 
is that it's supposed to happen overnight, that you can just mm-hmm. transform your life overnight. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. And, and even if it did, that wouldn't bring you any true gratification. Like if I, if I started my channel and I just blew up overnight, I wouldn't get emotional thinking back on my journey because there wouldn't be that much of a journey to begin with. It's the small incremental improvements and just, you know, the times where you think you're not making progress, but in retrospect, you look back at like the previous three or four months and you're like, oh, I've, I've come a long way since then. That to me is just a very good feeling that I want as many people as possible to be able to feel. That's a good point because the thing about it is that what value would it have to you if it didn't cost you anything? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a really good way of putting it right there. <laughs> yeah, what, what value would it have if it didn't cost you anything if you didn't have to sacrifice something for it? Yeah, just like you said, what exactly would there be to get emotional about? What exactly is there to be proud of? Really, it's almost you really almost kind of look at it and don't even know if it's something that you even deserve because it seems like it just came too cheap. It seems like anything that's too easy or like anything that just happened too quickly, it seems like something's wrong or like it almost should shouldn't have happened. And most of the time when you see that play out in life, that usually is the case where you know there's some type of foul play. Uh, if someone just all of a sudden just had real overnight success and it usually doesn't last. And so I think that was a, a great point that you brought up and something that I want all the young men that would be listening to this to kind of consider is that any type of success you have in anything like we talked about is going to take that incremental progression. It's not just going to be something that happens overnight. If it's something that's worth having success in anyway, I would say. Exactly. And that's kind of like how I live now. I used to strive for this vision in my head of who I wanted to be, like the best version of myself. That's the way that I used to always phrase it. But what I realized is that the best version of yourself is not something in the future. It's, it's to be found in the now. Because to be the best version of yourself is to consistently get better every day. That's really all it means because you're always going to have room for improvement. So by committing to that level of self-work and introspection and personal development, that is being the best version of yourself. Yeah. And one thing that's kind of tough about uh, preaching this type of stuff to people is that especially the ones that haven't had examples around them or seen someone else kind of take that same path of working and taking those steady habits to be just that 1% or maybe 1% of 1% better every single day is that they don't really have a good, I guess, a good frame of reference to see what exactly it takes to achieve proficiency or success in something. Cause you know, we might look at, uh, we might look at LeBron James or, you know, who's somebody else that, you know, seems like they were just born to be successful. Of course, the guy is six, eight, 240, 250 pounds, amazing athlete, but people don't really pay attention to the fact that this man still had to work on basketball pretty much almost every day of the week for, you know, probably 13 years of his life, probably from when he was like five years old, all the way into like 18, 19, when he, when he got drafted, uh, even with the people that we look at that are athletes or celebrities and all that, there was still some sort of incremental progress that they had to make over a long period of time to get to where they are really almost no matter, no matter who you look at. 
And uh, I feel like if more people had examples of that around them, then people will be able to take a realistic perspective on what they're going to get from their personal development, what they're going to get from their career, their business, whatever else. And so I know that was definitely one of the things that made it tough for me to really kind of wrap my head around what exactly was all needed to have any sort of level of success in anything. It's just the fact that I had never really seen it. I never saw someone around me deliberately doing something every day to improve at, at anything and then see the end results. It almost just seemed like everybody you saw was successful just came out of nowhere or that they were just born with some amazing ability or were lucky. Exactly. I think uh, for me personally, because I was the same way, a lot of us are, are like that because the, the self-help thing, it's not like super new, but in terms of content creation or just mm-hmm. the mediums through which most people in our generation spend our time like consuming, it's not a very big thing. But I took it as a challenge. And to me, it was, it was I liked that I didn't really have too much reference because it allowed me to carve my own path. Right. And, you know, I, I, to me, I take pride in doing things my way. And, you know, like I've, I've had friends who they followed my example without me having to say anything. It's like, yo, Jordan, I think I'm gonna try taking cold showers. I'm gonna try no fap. Like they're, they're telling me these things and it's like, yo, this is dope. Like, I feel like I'm actually making an impact. Like, because even though like it's, it, the emails and stuff, like I can see I'm making an impact on other people, but most of these people I'll never get to meet in real life. But to make a genuine impact on people that you grew up with, that to me is like, it really puts things into perspective. Yeah, that's, that's crazy to think about, you know, because uh, especially due to the fact that you guys probably came from similar circumstances. A lot of people can take the, uh, how do I put this? A lot of people can, uh, take the stance that, you know, something might've happened to you that, that made you lucky to be able to get to that point. But the thing is they have to face the reality at the end of the day that you guys probably came from similar backgrounds with the same opportunities, similar skill sets, roughly. And you just eventually put in the work and got to where you are. And it's great that those friends that were around you realized that and got, got, I guess you could say on the bandwagon, to put in that same work too, instead of kind of just watching you go by in the process, because a lot of people can kind of fall into that, that default mindset, I guess you can say to where like you look at someone else that came from similar circumstances and like Jordan Peterson says, cause he makes some good content. I listen to his stuff too. He says, you kind of become like the able to people's cane or they become the cane to your able. If you're familiar with that Bible story where like the brothers, you know, you come from similar circumstances, but one, is more favored by God because he put in the work and did what he was supposed to do to, to please God. And the other one didn't and came to resent uh, his brother. And so it's kind of a similar thing. And those, it's great that those people around you just happen to take that mindset and probably that you are a good enough leader and inspiration to help them to be able to move away from the, the negative potentially and take that positive side of things. 100%. I, like I said, I take pride in that. I take pride in um, inspiring other people. You know, just just being able to embrace who I am, because at first like, I didn't really tell my friends I was doing a lot of this stuff because I was like, man, you know, I'm, they, they're going to think I'm weird. But I, even though one of my friends is, was kind of like putting me on to some of this stuff, like cold showers and no fat and things like that. But I wasn't really too vocal about these things in real life. Like I wouldn't talk about these things in real life with them. 
but they just started bringing it up to me. And it was like, okay, like at first, you know, they would kind of joke about it. But then over time, it's like, they're actually trying these things. And to me, that's, um, that, that's just a really good feeling. That's a really good feeling to see other people elevating. You have to really think about the respect that they have for you to, I guess, in a way, kind of maybe not defer to you, but to somewhat be under your tutelage to be willing to, to learn from you because it takes a lot for a man, especially a modern man to be able to humble himself and, you know, willingly learn from somebody else, you know, especially whenever you're probably the same age as them. And that's something that's tough for a lot of guys to get around. Cause we kind of get into that mode of where we want to figure out things on our own. But if you see somebody else that's around you that has the blueprint already really with some things, you know, especially when it comes to you just being a better version of you, what's the point in getting the hard knocks on your own with something that important? Exactly. And I think uh, this, this kind of goes back to the way that men are wired as well. I think that men typically, they have more respect when they see results. Mm. And when I started to get the results on my channel, I think people will just realize like, there must be something to what he's saying. Like clearly it's working. So right. maybe I should try this. Like I should just at least give it a shot. And it's, it's hard to argue with results. Yeah. Really, especially they give you credibility. Fr- exactly. Like my friends, especially they knew the work ethic that I had to begin with, even before I was doing self-development content, I was doing public interviews and they, they were out there helping me. They were out there in the field with me helping me film these videos to get like 200 views, but they saw the work that I was putting in and the level of dedication that I had. So I think they already had respect for what I was doing. It's just once I, you know, moved past that stuff and got into the self-development space and really started to skyrocket in terms of my career and in terms of who I am as a person, people took notice. Yeah, that's great, man. That's inspiring. And I'm sure that a lot of people that are listening uh, to this will definitely kind of take your lead and uh, they'll, they'll see how that can make taking the, um, how do I say the initiative to do these sorts of things. And, you know, if they decide that they want to branch into something on their own, kind of like how you did creating content, they might not do that. They might do something else, but um, they'll see that they just take the same work ethic, how it can create results, not just in their life, but it can also kind of manifest in the lives of the people around them that they care about and so that's great and i appreciate you sharing that oh for sure yeah and so now that i guess we're coming up close on time because the last question that i have for you is um if you could if you could give any piece of advice to the audience or maybe here's a better way of framing it if you could go back in time and tell anything to the old jordan the jordan before personal development, one thing for him to think about that could save him a lot of that heartache or like the, the, uh, pain that comes with growth. What would you tell him? How old are we talking? Uh, whatever, whatever age you want. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever's the yeah. first one you think See, about the one, the Jordan that was, if, if you're at rock bottom, rock bottom, Jordan, what would you tell him? Rock bottom. Okay. So that's like, I was, I was about 19 going on 20. Um, man, I mean, dude, I was, I was down atrocious. I would, I would probably just tell myself, um, life is worth living. That's, that's probably the biggest thing that I needed to hear back then. But I think hearing it from myself 
I don't even think it would be telling myself something. It would just be if I could just give him a snapshot of where I am right now. I think that's all he would really need. Because I'm like, I wouldn't change anything about my past. I wouldn't change anything at all. Because it's like, I could, yeah, there's certain things that I could have avoided along the journey, but I feel like everything happens for a reason. I feel like it's all part of like the master plan, which has gotten me to where I am right now. And so I'm grateful for everything that I've been through, the heartbreak, the depression, all of it. You know, all of that was, um, was instrumental in my success. But just for like general advice, the biggest thing I would tell anybody is to embrace who you are. To me, like that's, and it, it sounds cliche, but I think now more than ever, I mean, that's the most powerful, like so many people are lost in percep external perceptions because of social media. But because of that, all you have to do is be yourself and put yourself out there and you automatically stand out. That's the key. Like that's the key to being successful, especially in the social media age. Just be yourself and put yourself out there. Like there's a lot of people who talk about the things that I talk about, no fap, taking cold showers and meditation. There's all types of people, but the reason why people like the they like my channel is because of the way that I present the information. It's unique. It's it's me. It reflects who I am as a person. So really, when you're getting people to, you know, if you're trying to build a following or anything like that, just understand that they're not subscribing to your content. They're subscribing to you as a person. And once you realize that, that should be all the confidence you need to just be who you are. And to be accepted for who you are, that's a good feeling. That's a very good feeling. Okay. And so to uh, kind of recap on it, to make sure that I'm understanding correctly, or to sum it up for some of the listeners, what you're saying is that the best piece of advice that you could give the old Jordan and the listeners right now that might be going through it right now is to develop a strong inner identity to become comfortable with themselves. That's the, the main piece of advice that you would give. Yes. Okay. I think that's solid advice. And something else that you mentioned, I thought was interesting is how you talked about how you wouldn't change anything that you went through in your life. And I think that's a great point that you made because one thing I'll say, you know, from my own experience is that I wouldn't change, I probably wouldn't change anything either because those different events that happened in my life, those different struggles, that pain that I went through in different areas of my life, that was what gave me the incentive to be better in the first place. And the thing is, if it had been a cakewalk, then I definitely wouldn't have developed into the man that I am today because I would have had no reason to. Uh, you never do really change unless you're under duress. And so having that, those pressures that came from those different lapses, maybe in my character and the character of the people that supported me, is what led to me eventually learning better. I mean, knowing better now and doing what I needed to do to, in a way, develop myself into someone that could handle those things and to help others be able to handle those similar issues that they might have too. And so I respect that you said that, that you wouldn't change anything. 100%. I appreciate that. And I, I think, um, you know, just, just to add on to that real quick, your, the things that you went through, all of the adversity, that's your story. You know, like at the end of the day, people resonate with stories. Like I said, they're, they're not subscribing to your content, they're subscribing to you and your story. And 
you know, you wouldn't go and watch a movie or read a book that didn't include some type of conflict. Who wants to go and watch a movie where it's just two hours of resolution? Nobody's going to watch that. (laughs) Nobody. You want it. Everybody wants to see the conflict and they want to see you overcome the conflict. So to me, that that's what brings that's what makes me who I am. And that's what gives me my power. It's the things that I went through and really anybody, you know, any, anybody who's gone through any type of adversity, which is everyone, that's what gives you your power because your, your success rate, your survival rate has been 100% so far. All right. Great. Well, I think this is a good spot to go ahead and end it at. And so, Hey, once again, thank you for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate it. And for those who want to find your content, uh, where can they find you? What information would you like to give them? Um, you can just look me up on YouTube, Jordan Green, and I'll pop up. <laughs> All right, then. Sounds good. Well, hey, thanks again, Jordan. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. So you too. Thanks for having me. All right. My pleasure.